0: the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Katie and today I'm joined by Ellie and Chloe. Hi. Hello. Coming up on this week's episode we'll be discussing how and why you can make your socials entirely accessible as well as Facebook's latest groups update. Stick around to the end of the show where we'll be answering some of your burning DMs. before we start today i think it'll be fun to play a couple rounds of would you rather but social media edition mm-hmm. so first one would you rather have really fast internet but it cuts out every half hour or have really slow connection but it never cuts
1: out mm. <laughs> how long are we talking how long does it cut out for well, if it's every half hour, let's say, like,
0: it cuts out for, like, 10 minutes.
1: Hmm. <laughs> this one's tough. I think, personally, I would have to go for fast internet that just drops off, like, <laughs> 10 minutes every 30 minutes, because nothing makes me rage quite, like, snow internet, slow internet connection. That um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
1: makes sense. Ellie, what about you? yeah
2: i mean i have to agree with chloe i think the fast internet that just cuts out every now and then um yeah also there are other ways to get past when it cuts out like you can you can connect your laptop to your 4g um and use that so i've i've already thought about this in my head and thought this is the way (laughs) are you sure this isn't like a
0: real thing that's happened that you're like
1: having to work
2: through (laughs) oh honestly my my internet's interesting
1: (laughs) Although, the woes of working from home, oh, hey? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Although I think it cutting out every half hour, you know, it's a double thing because, you know, you get a screen break in between. Also, That's so
1: true.
2: Yeah. it might mean that you're more productive because if you're having, like, 30-minute power sessions of, like, bashing out work. Oh, true, and you've got, like, the fear.
0: You've got, like, a little timer going.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm that's very awful. true nice <laughs> ladies we found the loophole
0: yeah. i can't believe we found a loophole for my own would you rather <laughs> <laughs> okay second one would you rather only use tiktoks or only use reels
2: tiktok <laughs> i'm i'm just gonna go straight off that's i didn't even need to think about that um <laughs> I love Instagram Reels, but I'm not on there like on the Reels very much. But TikTok, I'm on regularly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could easily spend an entire day scrolling through TikTok, and it would feel like (laughs) less than an hour. I just—you can't beat that algorithm. It's so good, and like, yeah. I feel like TikTok is an entire app, whereas Reels is just a tiny little section of Instagram. So
0: unanimously yes, team tiktok once again yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have any bias here <laughs> okay last one would you rather only work on your phone or only work on desktop and i'm going to add in the condition that this includes all community management
2: uh, <laughs> this is a really difficult one but i think that i'm gonna stick to desktop because mm more and more social media platforms are becoming more, like, desktop Mm
1: -hmm. available.
2: Yeah.
1: Great minds think alike, Ellie, today. We're just on the same wavelength. (laughs) Uh, I would go desktop as well because while I, like, desperately hate doing any form of community management, like, on Instagram, on your desktop, what I hate even more is, like, Typing up word documents on your phone. So, <laughs> if we're looking at all of my work, definitely desktop. It just balances um, out. <laughs> could you? Oh no, I was going to say. Could you also imagine using Canva
2: on your app? I don't know whether you've used Canva on the app. I do I use Canva on do my you, phone application. No, right? I
1: literally only
0: use it for emergencies.
1: <laughs> it does pain me. It is a bit buggy on the app on the phone. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, that is also a downside. See that me. in itself. Puts me off wanting (laughs) to use my phone for work so
2: (laughs) yeah moving on to our main segment
0: of this week's episode we're going to be talking about accessibility on social media now this is a topic that's really gaining traction with many social media platforms integrating accessibility features natively so that everyone can access social media so girls what would you say are like easy, surefire ways to include accessibility into your strategy?
2: I mean, I think the easiest way is through like subtitles um, and videos. If you're, you know, if you're hard hearing or you're deaf, um, subtitles are the easiest way um, to remain inclusive to everyone. And also, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on the go and I'm watching a video on a social media platform, I will regularly not turn on the volume. Yeah. Um, so having the subtitles there means that you're continuing getting the social media, you know, engagement and you, you have the, the individual staying on the video yeah. for longer because the subtitles are keeping everyone engaged. Um, but that's probably like the easiest um
1: way in terms of like video yeah i think ellie's so right um i think there's like two important things to remember when it comes to being uh inclusive and making accessible content and that is the first um it's not a one-size-fits-all case Mm -hmm. like it's so important that you consider the most like rare and extreme needs and then kind of create for that and everyone else will kind of fall into place there. So mm-hmm. like Ellie mentioned, I think closed captions on your video is a really great example because not only are you using captions to help assist people with like hearing impairments but you're also helping people who are learning like learning the English language yeah. or you're helping people who Ellie mentioned have their sound off. Um, so that is kind of like the baseline um when thinking about how to create content that's inclusive. But I think when it comes to actually, you know, putting that content together and posting it, um, just thinking of sort of the basic design principles is also a really great baseline to start from.
0: No, I like, I totally agree, Chloe. Like when it comes to like actually making the content down to the design, it's it's, it's like easy things that you may not have thought of before. Like if you're using a graph, you know, you use patterns rather than colors to differentiate uh, different sections. And, you know, making sure you've got, like, enough contrast between colours if someone's having to use their phone in grayscale or if they're colourblind. So they're just not missing out on the content you're putting a lot of work into.
2: Yeah, no. I, I mean, going off what you were saying there, Katie, I think also being aware of, like, the text reader software for people who can't see um, or, you know, have visual impairments. Um, so, like, not overloading on the use of emojis because that will quite literally be read out um to these people so if you're you put i don't know a whole line of emojis that will be read out to them which obviously that's not the sort of content you want to be like be producing so just being mindful of that um would be really really helpful um and also when using hashtags make sure you're capitalizing um each word in the hashtag because again it helps the text reader software differentiate um, the like separate words instead of merging it all together, and then obviously, you know, it would make no sense if <laughs> if this text reader is going just yeah. merging, it just all makes the it a text more like, a
1: pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Literally. Definitely. I think a few other kind of texty, um, tips that are maybe lesser known and less obvious, um, are things as simple as writing in plain language, mm-hmm. like avoiding jargon, especially for social media managers in the marketing space. Like there is so much jargon <laughs> that we use on a daily basis. So, um, so yeah, just make sure that you're kind of avoiding slang or technical terms, but in a way that obviously isn't going to compromise your, your brand's voice. Um, another one is avoid uh, like calls to actions that are a little bit vague. Mm-hmm. Um, so something saying something like click here is a little bit vague. And obviously, if you're unaware of what that link is going to be, you might be a little hesitant to click through. So um, using destri- descriptive calls to actions like sign up using this link, try it for free here or subscribe um, by clicking through this link are going to be really helpful for those kinds of users.
0: Totally.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I was also
2: going to say a lot of, um, the social media, uh, platforms have, I think it's called the alt text feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I've noticed pop up more and more on my social feeds. I don't know whether you guys have, you know, seen the same. Um, mm-hmm. but Twitter have recently introduced it as well, um, for GIFs. So it will quite literally describe to people what is on the GIF if they can't can't see or again visually impaired so i think it's just important just to include it as an addition um just to ensure that your content does remain inclusive for all but also it it benefits businesses as well as the individuals because they'll be more inclined to want to go to your content and probably i don't know purchase from your shop or yeah whatever your business is so it's a win-win for everyone um whilst also remaining really inclusive which is really important especially in social media
1: yeah Mm. I've seen, I mean, using Instagram as a primary example because I'm always on Instagram. Um, I know that they have the advanced option when creating a post to, uh, use alt text sort of in the, in the background, the behind the scenes yeah. end of the post. But I have seen more and more users kind of include that alt text within their caption, which I think is great as well, because obviously I uh, have no need for that function, but I'm unsure on how you would access that if it weren't in the caption. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's pretty cool and something that I've kind of looked into using not only because it it helps with um, inclusiveness but also it's just good for like SEO and algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but some really great tips I actually found on creating alt text because I know sometimes people can be a little unsure on, yeah. you know, what you really should be doing. Um, so if I may, ladies, run through those Go quickly. I it. think the yeah, listeners yeah, will find that really helpful. <laughs> Um, So yeah, the first is to convey the content. Um uh, There's like a big difference between, you know, just simply putting image of a chart compared to something saying like, this bar chart illustrates that there has been a year over year increase in forest fires, something like that, like just a bit descriptive for the user's um, skip saying image of or photograph of and just go straight into what the content is. Obviously, if someone's on Instagram, they know that that content is going to be an image. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, mention color if it's possible. Katie, I know that you kind of touched on color. Um, and as Ellie mentioned, don't forget to use this on GIFs as well. As we know, Twitter recently made an alt text option for GIFs. So yeah, some super useful tips just there for you guys
0: no that's a that's really good advice I think you know it can seem a little bit like kind of not jarring but like on Instagram or whatever like you know you, you kind of go into the presumption that like you don't need to describe it but because you know it's visual but for people who like are visually impaired like it's such an important thing so, and it, otherwise it's just an entire social media that they are just like blocked out of
2: Mm-hmm. I definitely. think also like simplicity is key as a lot of the things we said are such like simple actionable things that you can do so easily, um, without really putting in too much effort. I just think for an extra, what, five minutes, yeah. um, to include, you know, the old text or less emojis, just being mindful. I think it would really pay off in the long term.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, definitely.
1: yeah, simplicity is key. <laughs> I think as well, like, If you need an extra prompt, like as we said, being inclusive can be like a big, scary task. But on the one hand, you know, a lot of Gen Z and young millennial users kind of expect this, this type of practice from brands these days. And, you know, it's not enough to kind of say, oh, well, you know, we have a hiring quota where we hire people with disabilities or impairments. Like you really need to show that on all fronts. And I think social media is just like one of the best ways to do that. Mm -hmm, Um But if not... You know, if that hasn't convinced you, Um, maybe I will speak social media manager now. <laughs> um, And, you know, using this type of stuff is really great for algorithms and for SEO, like putting, you know, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, if you put captions and closed captions on your videos, you know, you're reaching people who have their sound off and that's an extra, you know, 50% of your audience that you're reaching just then and there. If you're putting alt text on your Instagram photos, that's helping with the algorithm because Instagram's AI can read. Um, what the, the image is and then kind of show it to more people in those areas. I think also
2: moving, I mean, focusing on accessibility, it's not just for those with, you know, hearing impairments, you know, visual impairments, etc. I think it's also really important to include inclusive language. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, pronouns, gender pronouns, yeah. um, and just ensuring that, you know, it's all... Yeah, and it's, like, to say inclusive you know of
0: like everyone no matter like mm-hmm. gender race ability and mm-hmm. like I really do love like I mean I kind of mentioned at the beginning that like a lot of platforms are like making steps to become more inclusive by including things like pronouns in your bio now that aren't just mm-hmm. like in your bio they're just like a separate section mm-hmm. and it's just the, like one of those things that just normalize like this sort of accessibility and and inclusivity and like you were saying chloe like it is kind of expected now from gen z etc like you just have to look at tiktok for like not that long and you see like all these kids using like subtitles that they are typing out and like i i i use subtitles on my tiktoks like i type out each individual word um because Mm -hmm. they just won't show up for audios so it's just like you know it's it's extra steps that will just like you know makes the internet you know a bit of a bigger
2: place and people aren't excluded Absolutely. i think sorry Chloe, i think over time um it will just become the norm and mm-hmm. it won't be a thing of uh like a, a divide between yeah. who, like brands that do do it and others who don't mm-hmm. i think literally maybe give it give it a few years and okay. everyone will be doing it um <laughs> and there'll be even more uh tips and new ways that will make it more accessible for everyone on social media yeah
1: Definitely. And I think if you're unsure on, you know, if this podcast wasn't enough, um, <laughs> then there are like plenty of ways to stay informed about accessibility tools. I know a lot of platforms run official accounts that are devoted to accessibility. So if you are a social media manager, make sure that you follow those to stay informed. Like Facebook has you know several pages dedicated to accessibility um and creating uh, and providing accessibility feedback um twitter has multiple accounts youtube pinterest like there's the information is there and it's kind of set up specifically for the content uh the platform you're creating your content for so definitely give those a look at after this episode yeah cool
0: So that's a few really solid ways to integrate accessibility into your social media content. I know it may seem a lot, and it does seem quite overwhelming, but even making a few steps to make your content accessible will make a huge difference for the groups that rely on it. So I don't know about you guys, but at the moment, it feels as if Facebook is just constantly releasing new information. It's like from changing their name... It just feels like a lot. But the latest update to groups has kind of piqued my interest. I'm not going to lie. So if you haven't seen it, as part of Facebook's 2021 Community Summit, they announced so many new group tools. And I think this could be like a huge upgrade for businesses. Like, what do you guys think?
2: I mean, I completely agree. I think it's going to really help. Boost engagement efforts mm-hmm. um, for community pages. Also, it will give you know Facebook admins even more um, like voice mm-hmm. and responsibility um, of running the page, and just give them you know a bit more creativity in order to truly engage um, and attract more audiences to to their pages or, or their group. Um,
0: So on the groups now, um, or upcoming, I shouldn't say now, um, you'll get new custom colour and post background options, as well as emojis decided by the admins. Um, Welcome posts will be more of a thing now, with a tagging limit increased to 500 people. Um, Community rewards are going to be introduced where members can allocate markers to posts and and comments depending on whether they find it uplifting or inspiring or they want to highlight it. And then some of the even cooler stuff is things like subgroups um, that can Ooh. be part, exactly. and you'd find it interesting, um, <laughs> which can even be a paid element. Um, so just like a second level of your group. And they're going to make it so they can be attached to your pages more easily. So if you've got a business page, you can have a group attached to that a lot nicer.
2: I just okay. think it's going to make the experience so much, you know, it's going to be a seamless experience yeah. for everyone involved. Um, so I really applaud Facebook for introducing these, these new features. Mm-hmm. And I, I look forward to seeing them, you know, in real life, basically. Yeah. Um, and seeing how, how it improves these pages and sees if there's an increase in engagement.
1: Yeah. Totally. I mean, I think that like Facebook groups are a really underrated form oh, yeah. of community management um, and mm-hmm. yeah, like managing your communities as a brand. And I think um, that this is really exciting. I mean, we've got the color coordinated posts, you could do this for like different, uh, like different Uh, forms of discussion like different Mm -hmm. topics of discussion. You got the subgroups, which I think is so epic, especially if it's like a sort of a paid version. You can kind of have, um, like, uh, YouTubers have Patreon fans that get early access to like videos and exclusive content. I think you could do this for Facebook, which is Mm -hmm. so awesome. Um, but also as like someone who is active in in some groups on Facebook, I think this is super cool. Um, especially like the awards. I'm not sure if that's something that um, admins will be giving out or if it's something that like group members can kind of award other group members for just being awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um- as well as the, the the little admin intro at the beginning when you join a group. I think that is such a good example of personalized content, introducing yourself, especially as a brand, kind of if you've got a little um, support group or like a little FAQ group, like introducing yourself, whether you're the community manager or the business owner as well, like such a nice touch. So this is the metaverse is popping, guys. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs>
0: Even though you feel like they're stealing from Marvel with the whole, like, multi, Yeah, look.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I totally agree. Like, I, I, too, am, like, someone who, like... I'm, most of my, like, Facebook use is within groups. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way they are now is, like, a little bit clunky. And, like, even just the inclusion of subgroups, I am so hyped about. Because, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm in quite a few Animal Crossing groups. And <laughs> it would just be good to have, like, separate things for, like, houses... Or, like, Villages, you know, all of those, like, really fun, exciting
2: things that everyone cares about and not just me. Um,
1: <laughs> it, it, like,
2: helps break down, um, like, segment your audience into mm-hmm. what they are looking for yeah. instead of having to, like, scroll aimlessly through, you know, your page or the group. Yeah, um, that little search bar at the top of the group oh, and then you have yeah. to... <laughs>
1: It's just never like
0: arranged f- like, like, in the right order.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> posts from 2002 are popping up first. <laughs> yeah, Facebook, sort it out.
0: <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg on to you. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I think this is also really cool because, like, uh, I feel like we're a broken record on the podcast sometimes. You know, (laughs) we see a lot of brands kind of piggybacking off TikTok and introducing Mm -hmm. reels and YouTube shorts and, you know, all this stuff that we simply didn't ask for. But I feel like this has kind of got Reddit vibes. Yeah. Which is like, hello, like, what a great idea. Reddit is kind of like a, an underground sort of <laughs> platform. I feel like not everyone's on it or knows about it or even like knows how to use it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go in there and it's terrifying. So <laughs> to, to have it on a Facebook friendly like platform, like just warms my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this. Ah, oh, cool. I knew you guys would love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> direct message reads aside from creating accessible content what ways are best to build a diverse and inclusive social media presence? Chloe you you look like you want to say something there (laughs)
1: yeah burning too um i think the most important thing to remember aside from the the tips that we provided earlier is um that representation matters like super 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 matters and we did kind of touch on this um but yeah it's important to kind of think of it's basic marketing principle that brands should be creating content that speaks to their audience but you know most of the time we're seeing you know white cis Mm. um you know men and women who are you know portrayed in the imagery that we see online um for brands um so just for a bit of context in 2019 male characters outnumbered female characters and ads at a rate of two to one and people with disabilities only made up 2.2 percent of characters in ads uh in 2019 so um yeah role assignment and portrayal is super important Uh, important as well um so things to think about is you're a cleaning brand is it you know is your imagery just women doing the cleaning like that's a big no-no um is your romance depicted always a heterosexual a heterosexual relationship um so you know before you post anything on social media just make sure you're not promoting uh even if it's not overt um any racist sexist ageist homophobic or any other stereotypes whether that's kind of internalized and you need to check yourself on it or you know mm-hmm. i'm sure most social media managers aren't being uh, <laughs> overtly um racist or sexist so Representation is one really great way Mm -hmm. to kind of make sure that you are creating an inclusive community online. Um, my second tip I guess would be to welcome and embrace feedback like if if you're you know giving it a try for the first time or you're just starting it out or maybe you've been doing it for a while it's important to be open to feedback and kind of own your mistakes I mean to give an example um, here at Giraffe like we have a client that works in the sexual health sector um, and we put out a post around I think it was condoms and we were using specifically like he him um, pronouns and you know a user rightly pointed out that it's not just, um you know, male-assigned people that are using condoms these days. So I think that's a really great example, and we took that feedback on feedback on board straight away. And that's something that we will be implementing um, in the future for that client. So yeah, definitely. As is the case in any form of social media, make sure that you are welcoming and embracing feedback.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think a lot of people as well are kind of scared. Of- doing it wrong or saying the Mm -hmm. wrong thing when actually I think it's a case of like if you're trying to be more inclusive with your language and your imagery people can tell that you're trying and as long as you're taking feedback on board like people are being more happy with that than you just completely ignoring it and then just like not even attempting to do anything so definitely like like start small exactly like little steps are just like take you a really long way
1: Mm-hmm. And I think you know as long as you are being authentic about it, like mm-hmm. you're actually doing it because you care about your audience and you care about being inclusive exactly. And like that you might
0: as well start now because like these things aren't going away. Like mm-hmm. if you start now, then you're just gonna be ahead of the game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that was our top DM of this week. Hopefully we answered all your burning questions. If you'd like to be featured in next week's episode, then make sure you slide into our DMs on Instagram at giraffe sm. all we've got time for today if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on apple podcasts or follow us if you're listening on spotify we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode so make sure you reach out on social media and let us know what you thought we've been on social media you've been amazing and we'll see you next time